This is Epic Ordinary Lives Podcast. Welcome to episode 21 of Epic Ordinary Lives. I have just returned from a... Right? Right? I don't know if you heard that, but that was my cat. I've just returned from a decently long bike ride. I had intended to record this episode actually under a tree with ambient mosquito and other bug sounds. But that did not work out because I ended up riding my bike to an airfield, which is beautiful. It's actually a former airfield. I don't think any planes land there. It's Cornelia Fort Airfield. But there's plenty of planes overhead. So while there was the ambient sound of bugs and mosquitoes and all the other sounds of a day of of nature. There were also a lot of loud loud engine sounds as well. And it's pretty hot. It's it's something like 93 degrees. So this is right after uh, a lot of sweating and a lot of moving and it and it was really fun but completely unplanned. And I ended up deciding that it was probably best just to keep going. And eventually come back here and record. Now, typically, Epic Ordinary Lives is a podcast where I sit down with people that I think are interesting people who've lived ordinary life, or excuse me, ordinary people who've lived epic lives. And one of the common themes is is digging into how many interests people have, and even if they're a specialist and they really have one key thing diving into that thing because to get good at one or two things takes so much. But this week I thought it would be fun. This is this is literally the day of the eclipse. That happened earlier today. And the eclipse, I don't know if you were in an area where you could really see it. There are certain parts of Nashville that had great visibility it seems where I was it 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 did not there was a huge section really at the full zenith of the eclipse where it was cloudy it was extremely cloudy but it, you know that's not really the most fun part to me the the f- most fun part to me was when it became night in the middle of the day for some reason i appreciated the, the symptoms, the signs of night more, even though they happen every... I found myself going, man, I should do this. When is this going to happen again? Like, this has taken far too many decades for this eclipse to happen. And then I realized, well, it happens every day. Night falls every day. It's just, what does it take to pay attention to it? Why not pay attention to it? Because I think it's easy to get into schedules, maybe. It's easy to get into a habit. 
And that's really, that centers around maybe what today's topic is, if there is like a central topic. And, and that is the notion, how do, we, how do we find places for things in our lives? Um, there are people that are very content with exactly what they're doing. But I've found that for me, at least, it's, it's very fun and helpful and hard, but worthy of all the different things if I have something I'm working towards. You know, this podcast is one of those things. You know, I, I never really knew how hard it would be to generate content every week. To have something that you, a deadline, a self-imposed deadline. That's really what this is. And, and how do I do it? I do it by blocking off Monday night if I can. If, if I can get ready for Tuesday's episode. But that's not, really, that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what do we do when there's something that we do want to add to our lives. And, and we're finding it hard. You know, and, and one of the classic examples, it seems, is, is working out. How do we how do we work out when we know that we need to? You know, the, a million different people will give you a million different answers, but I find that one of the the hardest things is when we when we say something like, "Well, I, I don't have time," and there's many schools of thought with this. There's there's the approach that says. Well, if you say you don't have time, it's because it's not important enough. You're not trying hard enough. Well, tell that to the person who is a single parent raising three kids, right? What, what effort could they add than what they already are? To, or whatever, the, the myriad of examples of that. So sometimes it's not that we're not trying hard enough. Sometimes we can try too hard and, you know, work out perhaps, let's say we get off work at 8 p.m. I remember one time when I was a bellman. I was a bellman and a van driver at a hotel. This was, this was years and years ago. But I, I had certain shifts that I would work where they were 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And I love this job. Few things on the earth, it seems, are more, I don't know, a microcosm for life itself than working in a hotel. You know, just using, let's say, the weekend as an example. Because I was really living and dying by the ability to get tips for carrying people's luggage, for driving them around the town in the, in the hotel van. And Friday nights there would be this, this buzz in the air, this excitement. These people were away from their daily schedules and they were going to get to experience something new and fun and they're in a new city and they were going out to dinner with their friends. And if I was driving people during that time, then, then I was in that energy too. And, and I could be a part of that night. If I provided great service to those folks, if I was kind, if I was a reflective listener, then it's, it's as if that was just, I was another vestige of that experience. Cut to Sunday. <laughs> if Friday is the honeymoon period, 
then Sunday is when the bill the bills roll around. The bills of sleep deprivation, dehydration, too much greasy food, whatever whatever the symptoms are, stayed up too late. And the very real reminder that Monday is coming around very soon. Monday's knocking on the door. In fact, when people were leaving the hotel, typically on Sunday, they were going to have to travel back home. So not only were they facing the end of the fantasy of the weekend, but it's it's not a fantasy either. Just the reality of it. Not only were they facing the return to the work week, but they were probably going to have to travel. Again, it was a great microcosm. But that's not the reason I brought up the hotel. I'm sorry, this is bouncing all over the place. This is how my brain thinks. So why did I bring up working at the hotel? Because I used to get off at 11 p.m. And at 11 p.m., you don't want to just go home and go straight to sleep. Just like you don't want to just go home if you get home at an ordinary time. You, you want a little bit of transition between the, the work day and your life at home. And there were a couple of times where I tried to work out at something like 12.30 a.m., which might work for certain people. Absolutely did not work for me. What I found was that I would be, for one thing, my body was going, what is this? What are you doing? And the other half of it, half of it would be, I'm really tired. And the other half of it would be just, I don't know, circadian rhythm confusion. So that didn't work. And that was an example of trying too hard. So what, what do we do? If, if the answer is not that we need to try harder or that we're not trying hard enough or that it's some fault of our own, what is another way? Another way that has worked well for me is almost like puzzle pieces. You know, if the current life that we have, you could view it as perhaps an incomplete puzzle. And some of the pieces might be locked in well. You know, I don't want to make some analogy that our lives are these perfectly crafted pieces that were designed to fit into each other. Maybe some people believe that. That's fine. But there's times and areas of our life where we can get it together. And I think that those are, are like X triple X multipliers to the other areas. So what do I mean by that? If you get one aspect of your life on a good track, it feeds into the others, like a symbiotic relationship. It's like you've clipped, you've gone from this scattered board of all these puzzle pieces, and maybe some of them are even to other people's puzzles, but you're trying them and you're clicking them in, you're trying to build this image, and that the image is perhaps just a good, good idea of one's life. You know, if you step back, all these individual parts, if you look, you know, if if the individual puzzle pieces are the local view, you know, what is this one piece? If you just look at a single puzzle piece, it usually doesn't look like much of anything. But if you zoom back with all the pieces that have locked in, then that's where you start to see the image. And and that's where you go, man, this is, I want to put some glue on this and and 
you know, some people keep their puzzles that they've completed. Anyway, back to the metaphor. We click pieces together and some fit. Whether perfectly fit or not, I don't, I'm not as interested in that. But certain things fit. And then other things are still open. It's not a complete image. There's some yearning, some inexpressible desire. And, you, you know, sometimes desires are, are not useful. Sometimes we, we, we don't need to chase things. But sometimes it's not about chasing things. Sometimes we, we, it's more, less dramatic than that. Sometimes we want to work out more. And I've talked about, I think, in past episodes how it helps to have feel the benefits of anything that we want. You know, I just rode on my bike for probably a little bit over 10 miles, and which is not much, but it, it felt great, especially on a hot day. And if I had a really crappy bike, that experience is, is like an eighth as fun as investing in a good bike. But because I know how much fun it is to ride that bike, I'll do it. I'll be more likely to do it. And the same can be said for something like working out. If you don't have the taste of your endorphins exploding through your body, my favorite is when you do it early in the morning, you work out, and then you enter the workday, your stress levels are plummeted low, your confidence is rising. It's that feeling... I think many of us got when we were kids that we, we often forget in adulthood as we deal with sleep deprivation and, and an increasing tide of tasks that are required of us. We forget that feeling of not being afraid, of not being fueled by coffee alone or hunger or the desire to achieve, all of those are good. But what about back when we used to do so much, when we were so active that there was that third or fourth buffer, which was the chemicals in our body that say, I'm going to go out there and, and swing for this day. You know, the, the fear goes away. But if you don't taste that, then working out is just purely a mental construct of it's a quote unquote good thing to do like eating broccoli. But how do you get there? Well, I've been circling round and round the point I've been trying to make. But it's for me, it is it has helped to find where it fits in my life. My work day now is 8.30 to 5. And at 5 o'clock, with traffic, it typically takes at least until... Well, I'll say I leave usually at about 5.30, and then I get home at about 6, and I've learned through time and trials that if I work out at 6 or 6.30, then sometimes that's too late. Sometimes that's revving the engine too late, and I can't go to sleep at whatever, 10 o'clock that I want to. So what that didn't work. I tried to fit that puzzle piece at 6 o'clock. And it didn't work. And it's not worked for years. I've tried that. It just doesn't seem to work. So what do I do? I try the same puzzle piece on a different corner. Half of a puzzle piece is sometimes the actual, like, 
It's almost like an ET finger that fits places. But other other times, it's it's that you need to find what ET finger. This is what a weird way to talk about puzzles. Sometimes you just need to pivot it and try it with a different piece. So for me, I found a better place to put that puzzle piece, which was, again, as I've referenced, in the morning. Now, I didn't want to do that at first. I was like, ah, that sounds horrible. I'm going to have to get up like an hour earlier. and I'm going to be super tired. And it's just going to be so much worse. And my confidence will be less to face the work day. Because I'll be more tired. But somehow, I tried it once. I think it was actually, it's the way most things happen in life. It I tried it when... When other things weren't working. When I was having a hard time falling asleep at night. If you're the type of person that doesn't struggle with sleep, then this must seem like the weirdest thing in the world. How come the most natural thing in the world is is hard for, you know. But that's the same with anything, I guess. That's the same with anything in life. I was struggling with sleep and I desperately, and that's not, it sounds too dramatic and it probably is, but I desperately bought an audio book called Sleeping Smarter by Sean Stevenson. He's not a physician. He's not a sleep scientist. And yet the book really did something. Maybe you can consider that book a puzzle piece. And that one puzzle piece locked with the next puzzle piece, which was get up and work out. Even if you're tired, do it. Why? Why should I do that? I'll be even more tired. I'll be even more more tired. Yes, yes, you will. And that's the point. Be tired at the end of the day. So I tried it. And the night where I absolutely, I don't think even the first night it worked, but you, I had to try it multiple times. And then I, I fell asleep. I slept like what I would call a normal person who doesn't have to worry about sleep. So what, what is the point of all this? It's that working out, I had to find where it fit in my life. I had to find out what, where, where would it work? Because trying again and again to do it at 6.30 and feeling bad that I didn't do it because, because I was tired, I re- that was an endless cycle. There was another aspect to add to this is... is I had to learn I had to learn what kind of working out. It's another great example. Eventually I ran into kettlebells and kettlebells became an amazing thing for me. Now if you don't know what a kettlebell is, google it and it, you know it looks like a cannonball with a handle. Very strange apparatus. Most people have at least seen them now. And yet, I, when I, when I, and it took years. That's the, okay, I guess there's two more points to make with this. I discovered that kettlebells were a great thing that I could do at home, a workout that I could do. I could wake up, drink coffee in my own apartment, and swing a kettlebell. When, once I learned the appropriate form, by the way, I, I gotta say that. But it became a, another way for the puzzle to fit. 
I found a particular strength training modality that worked for me. If I wanted to get up and run, you know, and I do like to run, I, I like to run, ideally I'd like to run a couple of times a week. And I this year I did do a half marathon. But the point is, from a strength training perspective, I found the puzzle piece that fit. And I, I would actually ask anybody that is pressed on time or resources or space, I would say, check out kettlebells. For sure, learn correct form. And you really need to invest early on in learning how to do it right. But once you have that skill, you can have it in your living room and you can be working on another project and come to your kettlebell station and do five perfect swings and then do something else and then come back 10 minutes later and do five perfect swings. So that was another example of finding the puzzle piece that fit. It didn't hurt me to do this workout modality. It built strength and it fit within my day. And not to mention you invest 40, 50, 60 bucks into one, a good one into the appropriate weight maybe do that and a pull-up bar and you're golden. You, you know, you can get so much done with a perfect, the right weight for you with a kettlebell and a pull-up bar. But now we're moving into a different topic. I think if you're a parent, if you're a busy person, if whatever, kettlebells are an interesting, maybe try that. Maybe that'll fit your puzzle. Is there another point to this? I don't know. I guess I will say that it helped me to see that it wasn't the act of working out that was impossible. It was the way I was trying to do it. And if there's any way that this might help somebody else because they, they open their mind to other, isn't that the most exciting thing when there's lots, maybe that's just me, but when there's possibilities, when you go, I don't have to do it this way. I don't have to go and run on a treadmill or whatever my schema is, whatever my programming of what working out is. Anytime that opens up and, and somebody we respect opens our mind to another modality, man, that's exciting. It's so exciting. And that's the last thing I'm going to say this week is that really – one of the key things that I learned is that all the times before the working out now that I do, I thought that I was just failing at it when I would do it for three weeks and then stop. I'd do it for three months and stop. I would do it for a while and maybe get hurt or something because I did it when I was too tired or I didn't know what I was doing early on. And I would go every time I would go, man, that I didn't that didn't I didn't do that well. I will never do this. I I don't stick with things. I don't follow through with working out. Well, maybe that was true for those individual times, but one of the things that I was thinking about the other day is that each of those failed attempts, those failed vignettes of time where I stayed true to it and then I stopped. Those were all just as worthy of repetitions 
as any other aspect of this. They were, they were reps. They were, maybe sometimes you got to go through 20 iterations of trying to work out or write or run or start a business or whatever it is. Start a relationship. Maybe you have to get a lot of repetitions in before you finally are ready. And it's not that those previous repetitions were wasted. No, they were actual repetitions, almost like your repetitions when you're working out. You can't get stronger, faster, smarter without the plain, cold, hard repetitions. And maybe failure is itself a repetition. It's a great repetition. It's almost like in, in action movies like Conan the Barbarian where they're, they're sharpening their swords and every failed workout attempt is scraping you know, a sharpening stone over the blade, getting ever closer to being actually able to do something. And when you do, maybe it's easier to look back and go, oh, All those other experiences were worthy failures, necessary and worthy repetitions on the road to putting this puzzle piece where it goes. And that'll do it for this week's episode of Epic Ordinary Lives. If you are listening to this, please write me on either Instagram or Facebook or email me at Aaron at EpicOrdinaryLives.com. That is A-A-R-O-N at EpicOrdinaryLives.com. Write in your thoughts on this. Write in your disagreements, whatever it is. I I just uh, had someone write in the other day and it was really fun. I, I really appreciate that. If you want to support this work, the free way to do it is to write a review on iTunes. Those are are helpful in, obviously, as any podcaster, if you listen to podcasts, says that they help improve your ranking. They really do. And I never thought I would get more than 10, and now I would love to get over 20. I think I have 12 right now since when I last checked. So if you if you today, if you're listening and you go and, and do a review, man, you're going to get me ever closer. And man, I'm going to appreciate it. Or woman, I'm going to appreciate it. Whatever the case may be. Um, the other way to support this work is to write a review. Of, no, that's what I just said. <laughs> is to go to epicordinarylives.com and click the Amazon banner at the top of the screen. This will take you to Amazon. And if you ever use Amazon for a book or a air conditioner or a spiralizer, which allows you to take, you know, zucchini and turn it into noodles, whatever you buy, if you use my banner, I think it kicks back 7% to me. And hey, that means, I mean, all of it means so much, but that means a lot to helping me pay for the monthly costs associated with putting this out there. So if you're enjoying it, that would mean so much. And if you're listening at all, thank you very, very much. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And have a good week. Maybe, you know, share me, 
share with me on one of the various platforms what is the puzzle piece that you're searching for. So until next week, take care, have a good one, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.